Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. I've got a little bit of a different episode for you. I've been thinking about doing some of these for a while now. I'll have thoughts that pop in my head that it's and it's will be on a topic that I'd like to get my thoughts out on, but it's not really in line with what I normally do. Either I don't think that my listeners are going to find this topic interesting, or sometimes it's just something that there's not enough meat on the bone. I can't talk about it for 25 minutes. Uh, this is one of the formers. I don't know that this is going to appeal to everybody. This episode is specifically for gamers. Uh, so my nephew who listens to my show religiously, from what I understand, will enjoy it. But I don't know how anybody else is going to feel about it. But it is my show. I would like to do these every once in a while just because I feel like doing it. And I don't want to tell anybody not to listen. Uh, but if you're not into video games, this may really not interest you. And I would understand if you didn't want to listen to this episode. I hate to tell anybody that it's okay not to listen. But in this case, I'm going to make a little bit of an exception. So, so here we go with my short thoughts on a gaming topic. Now, last week, Grand Theft Auto, or actually Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive, confirmed that they are working on Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, the reason that this is big news is because people have been waiting for Grand Theft Auto 6 for a very long time. And let me give you a little bit of background on this to try to put into perspective why this is something that a lot of people have been talking about. Now, Rockstar Games, pardon the pun, has been the rock stars of the game development community for about 20 years. They have released some really amazing games, and anything they come out with, people gobble up like, like wild hyenas. But the very first Grand Theft Auto game was released in 1997. Now, this was a very small game by today's standards. Obviously, it was over 20 years ago. But it was a, a top-down platformer game, which basically means that it's like you have a bird's-eye view of the city, and you're driving along the streets, and it's like you're hovering over top of the buildings watching the car drive along the streets. Uh, not groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a very fun game. Actually, the game was intended, it was going to be called Race and Chase, and you were going to have the option of either being uh, the criminal or the police, but during the testing phase, one of the versions they tested, uh, because of an anomaly with the way the code worked, some of the changes they made, one of the things that was unintended in those changes is it made the police in the game extremely aggressive, and they would try to crash into you and run you off the road. And everybody that played that version of the game absolutely loved it. They had a blast playing that. So it was decided that they would change what the game was sort of like. They made it to where you were just the criminal and you were trying to escape the police. And they left this mechanic in where the police were just wildly aggressive and would smash into your car. Now, like I say, it was not groundbreaking, pretty standard for the games of the time, but it was well received and it did sell well enough that it spawned a sequel. And in 1999, Grand Theft Auto 2 was released. Grand Theft Auto 2 was very similar to the first one. It was a top-down platformer. And at the time, that was a little bit dated. Uh, you know, we're in almost to the year 2000, and this is sort of something that you would expect to see on the original Nintendo system. But again, it was well-received. It was a fun game to play, and it did sell well enough that they produced a sequel. Now, in 2001, Grand Theft Auto 3 was released, and Grand Theft Auto 3 was a game changer. Again, pardon the pun. 
uh, but it was more of an open world. It was still a little bit restricted, uh, but you could basically go wherever you wanted to in this city. Some of the buildings, you could go into the interior of the building. Just a big change in what we'd seen from games. Uh, the story was well-written. Gameplay was really fun. Uh, sold like hotcakes. It was a huge hit. And then in 2002, Rockstar Games released Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And again, completely changed what people expected out of open-world games. Um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City basically took everything that worked with Grand Theft Auto 3 and did it a little bit better. Story writing was fantastic. Uh, the voice actors were great. Uh, they had a lot of big names in this. It's something that actually Rockstar's gone away from that. They don't hire known actors to portray the roles. Uh, but at this time, they hired some uh, several well-known actors to do voices in Grand Theft Auto 3. Huge hit for Rockstar Games. In 2004, they released Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, the San Andreas, a lot of people that have played all the games, if you ask people what's your favorite one, most people will say Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, the story was fantastic. A very long game. Uh, you move around to several locations. Uh, again, great voice acting. Uh, the story was incredible. Uh, Rockstar Games really knows how to do these open-world single-player games. They just do a fantastic job at them. And there were some smaller releases along the way. Uh, they released a couple of uh, Grand Theft Auto set in London in the original, what's called the 2D era. And then they also did uh, Grand Theft Auto for the Game Boy Advance. They did uh, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, which I believe was for the PSP. Uh, they did Vice City Stories. You know, these are smaller games on uh, mobile platforms. Uh, but for a long time, they were releasing pretty much about once a year, they would release a game. And then in 2008, they released Grand Theft Auto 4, which a lot of people say is the most underrated game of the series. I have actually never played Grand Theft Auto 4. I've actually been searching for a used copy of it because they, they have not ported that over to the newer consoles. Uh, so I need to find a used one. It will uh, load up onto the Xbox X, uh, but it's just a question of finding a copy. And the reason I'm having issues is there's actually, there was two DLCs for Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, one was The Lost and the Damned, which followed. There is a motorcycle club in the Grand Theft Auto universe called The Lost Motorcycle Club. This was a story, and basically these DLCs were basically full-length games that were downloadable content onto Grand Theft Auto 4, and then the another DLC called uh, The Ballad of Gay Tony. And I have uh, every intention of playing that game once I can locate a copy. There is a edition of that game that they put out that had the Grand Theft Auto 4 game plus both of the DLCs included. And I've been trying to track one of those down used. I have not found one yet, but I will find one eventually. At that point, I'll be able to check back in with you and let you know how this game is. But moving on to 2013, Grand Theft Auto V released. Grand Theft Auto V broke records its first weekend of being on sale as being the fastest selling entertainment entity of all time. Now, when I say when entertainment entity, I mean that is including... Other video games, movies, television shows. That game made more money in one weekend than any other form of entertainment has in all time. It, it sold like a billion dollars the first weekend. I mean, just crazy, crazy sale numbers. 
A couple of months after Grand Theft Auto went on, they launched Grand Theft Auto Online, which was basically just an online multiplayer game set in the Grand Theft Auto game world, where you get to play as a criminal. You you, you can sell drugs, you can rob rob banks, you can rob the casino. Uh, basically, you, you're building a criminal empire, but it's based in the Grand Theft Auto game. Now, Grand Theft Auto Online has been so successful. I think Grand Theft Auto Online has brought in over the eight years that it's been out, about $5 billion. And that has really slowed down development on other games. Now, I mentioned, you know, through Grand Theft Auto 4, they were releasing a game about once a year. And even mixed in with this, you know, the Rockstar put out other games. You know, they put out a couple of Max Payne games, Bully, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018, which is considered a masterpiece. And it really was a fantastic game. That, that game was amazing. But for most of the time Rockstar's been putting out the Grand Theft Auto games, they were releasing games about once every year, sometimes every two years. But they were consistently putting games out onto the market until Grand Theft Auto V came out. And like I say, it has been eight years, and they have not released the next game in the series. So people have been foaming at the mouth, wanting to know when the next Grand Theft Auto game is coming. Well, a week and a half ago, they finally announced it, and it was for they're doing an updated version of Grand Theft Auto V for the the new generation, the PS5 and the Xbox S and X, which means that this will be the third console generation that this game has been put out on. And there's been memes going around for a long time that you know, Grand Theft Auto was just mil- or I'm sorry, Rockstar Games and Take Two Entertainment, which is Rockstar's parent company are just milking the success of Grand Theft Auto. And I believe that that is partly true because Take-Two Interactive is a company. The bottom line of what they're trying to do is to turn a profit. And if you have got a product that just continually prints money for you, you're going to take care of that product. You're going to use it for all it's worth. And what it comes down to is, is they don't really need to worry about putting out a new product right now because they have got just a mountain of cash crashing into their front door every single day because GTA 5 and GTA Online have been so successful. They have sold over 150 million copies of Grand Theft Auto 5 at 60 bucks a pop, 150 million. So between Take-Two Interactive being so busy that they're trying to count money all day long plus the fact that you know red dead redemption 2 came out in 2018 and that was a huge game very complicated open world game i'm sure that took up almost all of their developers time up until it launched i can understand that they haven't released a game in a while you throw in on top of that how big and complicated games have gotten you know it's not just colored pixels on the screen anymore i mean you've got people that will complain if the blades of grass don't look right in the background that's the kind of thing we've come to expect so games are way way more complicated it's going to take a lot more time to develop them i can understand why it's been as long as it has since they've come out with this game but like i say last week they announced that gta 6 is in development and everybody has just lost their mind And I'm here to tell everybody, I hate to be a party pooper, you need to pull it back a little bit. Because this game is not going to be anywhere near as good as the games in the past have been, and I'm going to tell you why. So much success in this life depends on a nice dose of provenance. Getting the right people together at the right time in the right environment 
and the chemistry between those people is what puts something over the top. That takes something that would have been really good, maybe even above all the competition good, and turns it into something great. I really feel like Rockstar Games sort of captured lightning in a bottle. They had the right developers, the right writers, the right management team. Everything worked out fantastically for this company to put out these games. And over the last couple of years, there has been a mass exodus from Rockstar Games. Uh, In 2016, the president of Rockstar North, Leslie Benzies, left the company. Um, His leaving was so acrimonious that he actually sued Take-Two Interactive for $150 million because he said that Take-Two Interactive was withholding royalties from him. A couple of years ago, the co-founder of Rockstar Games, Dan Hauser, left. Um, He is actually starting up another company at this time. I don't think that they've announced any projects in the works. Uh, But that was the co-founder of the Rockstar Company. He had been there since day one, and he left the company. Uh, About a year ago, Laszlo Jones, the head writer, left the company. Now, I think Laszlo Jones leaving is going to have the biggest impact because the writing in Grand Theft Auto V and Grand Theft Auto IV, from what I understand, the humor is what makes that game. And Laszlo Jones was the one doing all the writing. Uh, He also did a character within the game. He did a talk show host on the talk radio network that you can listen to. Uh, And in Grand Theft Auto V, he actually plays a a side character uh, named Laszlo Jones. He's a minor celebrity. He has like a TV talent show. He's the host of that. Uh, But you run into his character several times through the games. Uh, He's also, as you're walking around the streets, when you pass people just standing on the street, they're not just standing there. They're having conversations on their phone. They're talking to the people around them. And some of the stuff that they'll say just in these snippets of conversation you hear as you walk past people are hilarious. The humor is very edgy, uh, but it's just it's I mean, legitimately funny writing and losing Laszlo Jones is going to be a huge blow to the next game. And something else, and I speak from experience with this, if you're working for a company and you start seeing employees that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years, suddenly they quit. Now, if one of them leaves, that could be a million things, you know, just time to move on, something in their family life has changed. There's a thousand reasons one person might leave a job, even if they're satisfied at that job. But when you start seeing five, six, seven, ten people that have been there for a very long time up and leave, that means that there are bad things going on in that company. It is never a good sign. And I gave you the name of three people that left Rockstar. There have been dozens of people that have left Rockstar just in the last two years. And that means that there are severe changes going on that nobody is happy with. Like I say, that never bodes well for a company. If you are working for a company and you see that happen, you need to start looking for a job. If you're looking for a job and you're applying at a company and you find out that there's been people that had been with the company for 15 years that have left and there was four or five of them just within about a month of each other, you don't need to worry about going to an interview with that company because there's something bad going on at that company. And there is something bad going on at Rockstar Games or Take-Two Interactive. Maybe they're just being too heavy-handed and it's forcing good people to leave. But whatever the reason is, it's going to affect the product moving forward, including Grand Theft Auto 6. And the second reason that Grand Theft Auto 6 is not going to be all that great 
is because Rockstar has become really complacent in the past couple of years. And like I say, I would chalk this up just 100% to just the flood of money coming in from Grand Theft Auto Online. They have not really had to put forth much of an effort. Like I say, there's just hundreds of millions of dollars coming into that company every month. Uh, like I say, Grand Theft Auto 5 has been out for eight years, and it is still consistently in the top 10 selling games each month. An eight-year-old game is still one of the best-selling games in the world. It's it's unbelievable the sales figures that Grand Theft Auto 5 has managed to maintain for this long. But they've just they've really started to do some things that that you wouldn't do if you cared about what you're putting out there. Grand Theft Auto Online has got a lot of little bugs. Things are broken. They don't, they, you can't play them because the stuff doesn't work the way it's supposed to. And there's things that have been in that game since Grand Theft Auto Online launched in, I think it was November 2013. Now, I don't expect a game of that size with that many people playing it at any given time to be perfect. But here's the thing. They've left a lot of these game-breaking glitches in the game since launch. Things that make it to where you cannot play the gameplay that's actually in the game. But every once in a while, there are glitches that pop up where people can, you know, sell properties for way over what they're worth, and they can just do it over and over and get millions of dollars in a few minutes. Uh, There's glitches where you can duplicate cars. I'm not sure how that works, but somehow you can... You'll just have cars just appearing in your garages that you can then go sell and you make millions of dollars. And Rockstar is Johnny on the spot to patch those types of glitches, which I agree with. You shouldn't be able to cheat in the game. And plus, if you're cheating to get money, you're skipping over a lot of what you're supposed to be doing in the game. So you're bypassing playing the game. If you don't want to play the game, just don't turn the game on. It's really simple. I don't I don't really understand the mindset of where you don't want to play the game, but you want to play the game. So I understand them wanting to patch that. And the in-game transactions that people can use real money for, you know, that's where a lot of that money that's rolling into Rockstar is coming from. It's from the microtransactions in the Grand Theft Auto Online. So you don't want people cheating their way to a bunch of money because that's going to affect some sales. But when you are so quick to patch those types of glitches and you don't care about the stuff that makes it impossible for somebody like me to play the game legitimately, it makes it really obvious what your concern is. And your concern is just making the dollars off of the online game. Rockstar just released Grand Theft Auto 3 Vice City and San Andreas as a package. It was called the Definitive Edition. They released it about four months ago. It was supposed to be remastered. It was going to, you know, breathe new life into these games and bring them into the modern era while still being the same game and have the same aesthetic. The games were a mess. And then it came out that Rockstar did not even do the remastering for the game. They passed it off to a small company that they had acquired. I don't remember the name of this particular firm, but this particular company made mobile games. They made games for your phone, and they gave this little company the responsibility of remastering three of the biggest open world games that have come out the last 10 years. That is not a decision made by people that give a damn. And if you would like some proof of what a knuckleheaded move that was on Rockstar's part, in 2004, when GTA San Andreas came out, 
And I feel like this was a big enough news story. Some people probably, even if you don't play video games, you probably remember seeing this on the news, uh, was the infamous hot coffee incident. Now, what that's referring to is when San Andreas was being developed, uh, they were really trying to push the envelope, be as edgy as possible. And there was a mini game coded into the game where the protagonist of San Andreas, uh, his name's CJ, would be able to have sex with one of his girlfriends. Now, there was some internal discussion, and they found out that that would put the game into adults-only rating, and it would hurt the sales of the video game. So they decided to cut that from the game. Now, they could not completely remove all the code from the game, but they made it to where that was inaccessible. You know, Just playing through the game, there was no way you could get into this hot coffee minigame. Now, when they released the game onto PC, suddenly it became a little different matter. Because you, on a PC, you can actually go into, assuming that you know what you're doing, like, like I personally could not do this. But people that have some computer skills can go into the game code and make changes and ferret things out. And people discovered this mini game where you could sleep with your girlfriend. Somebody developed a mod that made that playable on a PC and released it. And everybody just lost their mind. You know, the video games rating board got involved. The SEC got involved. Uh, you know, they just... Turn this into this huge big deal. Now, keep in mind, if you were playing on an Xbox or a PlayStation, there was no way you could ever get to this little two-minute minigame. You had to be on PC, you had to have the mod, and you had to know how to install it to open up this little section of the game. But it turned into this huge controversy. Hillary Clinton had just been elected to the Senate, and as all newly minted senators and congressmen do, she had to find something to make her cause celeb and she chose this and she really went after rockstar it's sort of ironic that she was pushing so hard for what a lot of people would consider censorship you know you don't the democrats don't bill themselves as being pro-censorship but she really went after rockstar and again i think the whole thing was silly because like somebody like me there's no way i would ever see that and you know, it's not like internet porn isn't a thing. Is it really such a big deal that two cartoon characters in a video game, and they don't even get nude as far as I've seen. The screenshots I've seen, they don't get nude. It's just you know basically an animation of them like humping in a bed. But people really lost their minds. It wound up costing Take-Two Interactive $189 million to recall all these copies to change the code to make it harder to get into this mini game you can still get to it if you know what you're doing on a pc but it cost take two interactive a huge chunk of money it was embarrassing it was a big hassle for everybody when rockstar re-released the definitive edition of those three games i was just talking about the hot coffee code is still in there that is how little thought went into re-releasing these games so that is not a company that I'm expecting big things from when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out. Now, will it be a good game? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good game. Am I going to go buy it? Yeah, I'm going to go buy it. But I am not expecting Grand Theft Auto 5 levels of expertise, and I am certainly not expecting a game that looks or plays as well as Red Dead Redemption 2. The magic is gone from Rockstar, it's going to be clearly apparent when 
Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, and I hope I'm wrong. I would love for it to be just as good as Grand Theft Auto 5 because that game was endlessly entertaining. But that's not what I'm expecting, and that's probably not what we're going to get. It is unfortunately an immutable truth of life that all good things come to an end. And Rockstar had a really good run for a really long time. We are watching that company drift into irrelevancy. It's sad, but it's happening. Uh, one quick little PS before we wrap this up. Uh, I was talking about the humor, the, the really funny stuff that they put into the Grand Theft Auto games. After the hot coffee incident and after Hillary Clinton made herself a champion against Rockstar Games, when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, it is set in what's called Liberty City, but it is New York City. And just like New York City, in the harbor, there is a statue of a woman. And instead of the Statue of Liberty, it is called the Statue of Happiness. The Statue of Happiness looks suspiciously like Hillary Clinton. And instead of holding a torch in her right hand, she is holding a to-go cup of coffee. That is just a little insight into the type of humor and the very clever satire that the Grand Theft Auto series has come become known for. And like I say, I think all of that walked out the door with Laszlo Jones. All right, guys, I cannot believe I've talked this long about a video game. I was expecting this to be a short episode. Again, I'm sure that's not for everybody. Uh, if you've sat with me this long, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for sitting with me again. If you did enjoy the show, please leave me a like and a comment. Give the show a subscription. I would really appreciate that. As always, you can leave me a comment at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com or at the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I hope you listened to my last episode and took that advice to heart. And I hope everyone has a good holiday. We will talk again very soon. And thank you for listening. Have a good one.